Trapcast Express. Tradcast Express, it's Friday, August 17th, 2018. The Vatican II sect is imploding. Never, it seems, has the chaos, the heresy, the blasphemy, the liturgical anarchy, and the moral corruption been greater than now. There are really just two main topics. Novos Ordos are currently talking about Francis's change to the Catechism concerning capital punishment, and the sex abuse revelations in Pennsylvania, and with regard to the former supposed Cardinal Theodore McCarrick. In this podcast, however, we'll talk about neither of these things, because there is also plenty of other news, and we really have some catching up to do. For example, and this story is dated July 11th, the Archlayman of Yangon, Myanmar, Mr. Charles Mongbo, has said the following, quote, we are in a critical moment of human history. Faith without action is an empty faith, the Apostle James warns. All our pious convictions require real actions. Unquote. Amen. Unfortunately, he wasn't speaking in the context of finally converting the heathens in his nation to the gospel and to the Catholic Church so as to offer them eternal salvation. No, rather, his concern was this. Quote, our silence, our inaction can be a collusion. The encyclical Laudato Si calls to action, not to new encounters. This is the moment of action. We must act now and act together for the world to face ecological holocaust. Unquote. Because, or so the Novus Ordo Cardinal thinks, 6% of the world's population produces 30% of greenhouse gases that contribute to global warming, these countries are guilty of what he calls ecological terrorism. Therefore, he says, quote, we need to develop a theology on ecological sins and also on the sacraments of nature, water, earth, air, and fire as the most sacred gifts of the Creator, unquote. Yeah, I mean, heck, who needs grace, the blessed sacrament, the waters of baptism, the precious blood shed on Calvary, when you've got earth, wind, and fire, with my apologies to the eponymous American band. I've got a memo for this cardinal beau, who is so concerned about an ecological apocalypse. It's a quote from our blessed Lord in St. Luke's Gospel 12, 31. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his justice, and all these things shall be added unto you. Bo seems to think that God is not in charge of the elements of nature. If he believed in the gospel and in divine providence and preached it, this would be a non-issue. What the world needs to do is not use less air conditioning or stop driving SUVs. What the world needs to do is convert to Jesus Christ, his holy Catholic Church, and live holy lives, lives pleasing to God. And with our souls being on the path to eternal salvation, all natural calamities, insofar as God allows them, will be seen in their proper light. Because at the end of the day, this world is on its way out. It's all going to disappear eventually by God's own decree. All of us are ultimately going to the grave because the wages of sin is death. 
as St. Paul tells the Romans in chapter 6, verse 23. So yes, there will indeed be at some point an ecological apocalypse, and sacred scripture does speak about it. Pope St. Peter, in a second epistle, says this, quote, But the day of the Lord shall come as a thief, in which the heavens shall pass away with great violence, and the elements shall be melted with heat, and the earth and the works which are in it shall be burned up. Seeing, then, that all these things are to be dissolved, what manner of people ought you to be in holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, by which the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with the burning heat. But we look for new heavens and a new earth, according to his promises, in which justice dwelleth. Unquote. And that's Second Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 13. So yes, the Bible actually does speak about global warming and climate change. Unfortunately, that passage didn't make it into Francis' encyclical, Laudato Si. On June 15th, Francis spoke to a contingent of participants in the National Convention of the Italian Federation of Masters of Labor. And in his address, he said that the first human right is the right to hope. Which is odd, because without life, you couldn't hope, so the first human right would really have to be the right to life. But that's not even the point now. The point is that, for one thing, Francis wasn't even talking about the supernatural virtue of hope, of course, by which we hope to obtain the pardon of our sins, the help of God's grace and life everlasting, on the basis of God's infinite goodness and promises through the merits of Jesus Christ. No, he was, of course, talking about the naturalist concept of hope, you know, a, a kind of confidence in a better future and fulfillment of potential. Now, there's certainly a legitimate place for hope in the natural sense, too, but France's excessive emphasis on the natural ultimately leads to despair, because once that natural hope is no longer able to be exercised because of circumstances like disease or old age, for example, then that potential for happiness is taken away, and all that remains is death. Secondly, the very notion of human rights, the way the whole world understands the term, is a Masonic invention that goes back to at least the French Revolution. In his encyclical letter Tametzi of November 1st, 1900, Pope Leo XIII said it perfectly, quote, The world has heard enough of the so-called rights of man. Let it hear something of the rights of God. Unquote. The rights of God. His strict right to be adored, thanked, and praised by every human being. When was the last time you heard something about that from the Vatican II Church? Fellow said of Acantus, right now, the Novus Ordo Church is weaker than ever before. All things considered, I'd say it's pretty close to collapsing. And we have a huge window of opportunity here to reach out to all those souls of goodwill who are stuck in the Novus Ordo Church or in resistance land and who are just trying to be good, faithful, and pious Catholics. Please reach out to them individually. Be kind to them. Help them to see that the only way to be a Catholic in our day is to reject not just the false teachings from the modernists, 
but also their claims to being the legitimate Catholic hierarchy. Otherwise, you destroy the church's teaching on necessary submission to the lawful pastors in matters of faith, morals, and discipline, a submission which is owed, by the way, even in those matters that are not proposed infallibly. Francis doesn't care if you resist his teachings or not. He only cares that you acknowledge him as Pope, because that alone is what gives him all his power in the minds of men. Think about it. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.